Hello and welcome to Coffee and Crits. I'm your host Aaron Washington here with my co-host Mike. Hey. And Nick. What's up? So, uh, how's everything been? How's your morning? We're actually having Coffee and Crits in the morning yes. with our morning coffee. It's it's morning. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, we have morning sun shining into the room. Yep. Oh my goodness, my eyes. My eyes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Beautiful day. Unfortunately, Mike's only giving us darkness later this afternoon in yes. Curse of Strahd. Well, but I mean, minor darkness. Minor, minor, minor darkness. Great way to finish out the day. Strahd yes, as the sun sets, Strahd's power grows and he crushes your hopes and dreams. Maybe that's the goal. Maybe that's the story Mike is trying to tell. And today we're talking about storytelling. Did it. See the, the segue. Yeah, because a yeah. segue is how you connect one conversation into the branch of a new conversation. Oh. That, sir, is a segue. It's just fancy. I am fancy. Mm. I'm um I'm getting fancier every day. I see that. Uh yeah, that's what it is. Okay. So, uh, a lot of times, like, especially like when we went to the last con, like, and we, you talk to other people who run or people who want to run or people who want to DM it always like, I usually get like this conversation is I have this idea yes, or yeah. like, uh, you're the, the yes, idea. It's always that statement. Well, I have an idea. It's always the start. Yeah. And I have, I have this story idea or I have this, you know, concept, but there is a process from taking the concept and then making it a game, right? Because, I mean, a concept is a concept, but how do you take the, the, the small concept... I know, I'm, I'm thinking you work a lot harder than I do. ...into making it a story. Might well, have books of, of your campaigns. Yeah, like, I mean, you can't... Yeah, you can't. Come on now. <clears throat> you can't really... Um, I mean, I... I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, like... I definitely put varying degrees of work into varying things, depending on what I feel like I need to do. Uh, I mean, you, you've been playing in the one campaign with me for almost two years now. You can tell that that that's had yeah, there's a lot of stuff that had a lot. It was a lot of stuff to 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 cook in that one. Well, it's nice that we finally uh, starting to see its conclusion. Yeah, after I, all this time. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think when I'm. I think when we finish it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna write it out like as a like a static okay. and take some of my players and make them well, NPCs. I mean, you, you need to put some uh, some side quests in there. Yeah, yeah. I need some more side quests. I need some more side quests. I definitely need more side quests. <laughs> I need more side quests, like you need more cowbell. I need more side quests. <laughs> well, uh, I had a few. I had a few. Um, like the wit, the, 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 like the, the girl. No, no, you did. You had plenty of side quests. I'm okay. Just... <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll try to add more side quests. My no. Um, I don't know. You guys kind of created side quests for yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of them were player driven based on backstory, which was good because it gave players a reason to go to those side quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike um, when you play when we're players and we just go to every side oh, yeah. quest. Yeah. It's like, I'm oh, like, is this thread? Yeah, we'll go to that. But, you know, you never saved. You never did the one side quest. Tolmog the Invincible. Ah, Valhegan Graveyard. <laughs> Never forget Valhegan Graveyard. Did every other side quest, but you just didn't do that one. <laughs> one day we'll go. 
No, we won't. Yeah, we will. We'll talk about it. No, nah, we're gonna <laughs> we'll go to. <laughs> well, one day we'll go to. You're gonna be like level thirty, and you'll be like, you know what? It's about time we tackled this uh, level five uh, quest. Well, Egan will always <laughs> yes. be a legendary mystery. <laughs> we will ride in to challenge Val Hegan Graveyard in epic level gear. <laughs> the zombies will be like, ooh, ooh. Just slide off ooh. of us as we walk through them. They just they burst <laughs> yeah. as we move through. Talking about the like, one zombie just crawls back into his grave. He's just like, oh, Covers himself back <laughs> <you know>? up. <laughs> Steps back into the little alcove. Yep. Uh, just uh, uh. <laughs> that's how he does it. He's just backing back in. Okay. Um, which uh, I don't know. Um, there was just so much to do in your game, Mike, that we never did the side quest Valhegan graveyard. But uh, one day, one day we will. Someday. Yeah. Which we actually have no idea what's in Valhegan graveyard except for the guy who apparently you know. It's invincible who's supposed to be there. Yep. So, um, but yeah, like I, I get a lot of this. Even with myself, like I will get a concept, right? Or you'll get an idea and you're like, okay, I like this one idea. How do I turn that into something that I can tell a story with with a bunch of players? Because, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot to that, right? Yeah. You know, and it's a lot of things, especially for, like, new DMs and stuff who, you know, aren't running, like, a campaign book or, like, you know, one of the... Um, is, there, is there another word for them? Module. Module. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Or the modules. They want to run their own homebrew thing. It's a lot. You know, it, it, it seems really intimidating. And it's, it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wall for some. Yeah, I know. I Definitely. like using modules sometimes as filler to help. Yeah, see, that's yeah. You use yeah. It, it like if you have problems with the story, you have your story idea. Then you can just take bits and pieces out of the module to help fluff up. Your yeah, story see, idea. like you're like uh, I've never done that before. Like use a module until like maybe I think it was like maybe like a year or two after we played. I then took a module. I'm like you know what, this is gonna fit right there. Yeah, just like hey, I mean, it's really it's a really good idea. To or help. NPC sometimes because you can get. NPCs a uh, little extra life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to them because it give them more of a backstory. Yeah, I tend to sometimes make old people's PCs NPCs. I like that. So that that's way, a great idea. So that way, I don't like. I know who this character is. I've played with them. I've I've seen them. I've seen the person play them. Well, now they're just an NPC that's kind of It's really good for long running games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely do that the most. Actually, the first. Uh, D&D game I played my friend made like this wizard who was kind of like our version of like Gandalf the Grey gotcha. <laughs> kind of deal he was, very, he was very much our like Gandalf the Grey wizard and I I refer to him constantly in other games I, I use him all the time it's like, so every now and then I'll just name drop that like that his name was like Rukas and I'll just boop, 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 there's a good old wizard his name is I Rukas know, I don't know if Nick remembers the, the one character we had Emmett <laughs> Which was based off of Back to the Future's Emmett Brown. He yes. was a wizard. That's he, hilarious. He just went around the whole game. Great, Scott! Yes. That, that, that sounds amazing. That sounds hilarious. Hilariously fun. It was good. Yeah. So, all right, Mike. Uh, where do you go when you have an idea? I like this idea. What do you do next, man? Usually, what, what do you do? Like, if I have an idea, it's usually at the very end of the game. I try to figure out what the end game is. Mm-hmm. 
and I try to work back from that. Mm-hmm. And try to like kind of build it based on how are you yeah, going to get... How are you going to get to this ending that I want to happen? So it's like, okay, these two brothers, they're kings, and I want them to fight at the very end of the game. And I want the players to, to know who they are. So how do I get them involved in this royal scuffle? Okay. okay. So I was like, oh, well, if, if I want the players to know who they are, maybe they grew up with him when he was younger. So mm-hmm. now, like, okay, now we have a mini campaign starting when they were kids playing yeah. with the royal prince. I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, and then kind you kind of, of build it from, from, from there. Okay. Okay. Nick, do you have any particular approach that you go about it or like. Man, that's that's a loaded question. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I like to do almost a. Uh, almost like a bullet point with branches, almost. So. Mm-hmm. I'll have the idea for the campaign, and um, I'll, I'll want to know its overall theme first. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because I have an end game in mind, but I want to know the overall theme first. So once I get my theme down, I kind of go and, and give myself a rough beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. And from there, I go, all right, I know how I want the game to end. I know where I want my half point at, and I know how I want to introduce the characters. And then from there, I kind of build almost like a Diablo 2-esque you know chapter type deal where hey you're in the desert now here are these different things that you can do um, and eventually they'll all kind of meet at that point yeah so for instance in my game right now on Sundays uh, I know I want them to um, explore the Taken Wood at some point yeah and so I kind of give them bits and pieces um, or these little bullet points to say, okay, we, we don't have to go a specific route, but there's multiple quests that do in in the end lead you lead to, the- to that checkpoint. So I kind of yeah, basically it's a, it's a checkpoint system with different uh, paths to reach that checkpoint. Okay, okay. Um, me personally, uh, sometimes I don't know the ending. Funny enough, a lot of times it's the ending that I don't know. Uh. There are there, especially like one of my games. Like I didn't know who my final boss was until like you know, made him during the the trip. Like hearing ideas, kind of building it together. Sometimes I'll make information about the boss, not knowing who the heck he is, yeah. and then be like, well, now I have to make an enemy that fits all of these oh, things I've said <laughs> during the whole game. Well, Which that's is quite a guy. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I need him to fit in all of these holes properly. So then I end up with this weird kind of amalgamation. Like, how is he able to do Well, this is how. There he is. He's a fighter, wizard, clerk, barbarian. <laughs> Who does this, this. Well, you know, it's just, it just, it's just weird. Um, there are definitely times where I'm like, I know what I want them to do. So, for instance, in our Sunday game, I knew that in the end of all of this is done, the creatures uh, who, like, enslaved the world would return. Yes. I knew that they would come back. told us that at, like, the very beginning. Yeah, the very beginning. In the very beginning of the game, I foreshadowed the Torrens' return. And it was more like you need to you need to find the 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 king, return him to his throne, unite the people. You know, but how are you going to get from there to there? Well, first you got to find him. You got to find the heir first. 
Yeah. You know, and then that led to its own things. Well, and they then, kept the party together on a singular focus. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, during that, I was able to throw out different issues along the way because um, you guys were able to, you know, explore. You guys were able to, like, see kind of some of the political problems that were going on. Like, you kind of already um, had... I, like, like Pat's character in the game has relations to a noble. Yeah. Oh, and so does... Uh, was it Val? Yeah, yeah. Well, Val was her the it was brother. Her, yeah. her brother was the. So it's yeah. It was having those political ties actually helped. Yeah, I mean, even in the beginning of the game, we had we had ties to the other country too before he just stopped playing. But like, essentially, you know, you guys when you made your characters kind of helped me map the road to it because to be honest, before I had done that campaign, I had never made it to finding the heir and putting him on the throne like i think that's the furthest like i had gotten so like you know i didn't have all the after stuff like planned out and stuff like that because you know i was like kind of waiting to see how all that stuff would kind of get there so in that sense i already knew you know i'm saying the end game and then like as nick was saying like i knew like my like we're halfway there was putting him on the throne Putting him on the throne was a huge point that put us, that made us like look towards the end game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and a lot of times you can have like a big turning point in a game. You know, like uh, I'm a big fan of like, like uh, I don't know what to call it because it's very much a sandbox, but then the sandbox leads to a railroad. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to the end. I was yeah. actually going to bring that up, like, yeah. and explain it just like that. Yeah, and like that's how I like to run. a sandbox yeah. that goes into a railroad. Like the the main villain is the is the rails, you know, and not like a. And when we when we say railroad, we mean a singular story, not like you because railroading in a bad way is more like the you remove choice. Yeah, you have yeah. to do this. You have to do this, but. In the railroad, we're talking about something like a story has a path now. So it's like it's boxy where there's all this stuff that can happen and then the road comes. And everything kind of meets together. Right. And then you follow the road like kind of to the final thing. But then like sometimes it can box out again, you know, like after you guys put him on the throne, then it was more like a here's the side quests that deal with all of your backstories that you can kind of do now it, it you know, the order you did was your choice, but it's going to go back into that track. And move along the track again. You know what I mean? Like the junctions. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that in, in Sunday's game when you're running that, you know, we're at that end game point. Yeah. All yeah. the backstory stuff's pretty much done and we're out. We're just. Yeah. It, it actually feels really facing good. Facing the Torrens return. Yeah. Preparing, you know, things like that. Um, now, so funny enough, uh, after we did the thing at CGS, I got a, I got an idea. I want to run a campaign with dragons. You know, I just want to run a campaign where dragons are the focus. I've been talking about this for a while now. I want to do dragons, man. I love dragons. They're like my favorite D&D creature. I mean, it's in the title, dang on it. (laughs) It is. But you don't make a lot of dragonborn. I don't. I don't. I do not. I I do not. But I do. I love them so much. But I don't make a lot of dragonborn. Which is odd. Yes. Listen, I, I want you kobolds. to. Mm. Yeah, I love kobolds oh. that are being led by dragonborn. Yeah, that Nick, you, you love your kobolds too much. That Nick. serve dragons <laughs> too much. See, that's a really like I like that concept, and 100 percent probably will will take it. Do it. 
but like i had this idea so this is what we're talking about right like so the idea is like them in like this cold north kind of deal um like skyrim north like everything's like snowy and, and mountains and stuff like that and like this used to be like a great like civilization or whatever and their king were the kings were dragon slayers or maybe i even use worm slayer because i just love kind of like that terminology yeah you know a great worm yeah yeah so like you know essentially in this storyline they use like this civil this old civilization just find ruins of them around which gives me excuse to have dungeons right the ruins of this ancient civilization that reached its peak and then like a cataclysm destroyed them you know like maybe in pictures and stuff it looks like meteor showers or it looks like you know like a a world ending kind of event but in truth it was just a dragon (laughs) a dragon so large (laughs) <laughs> that legends made him an apocalyptic it would, nature of it. Would event. be a calamity, didn't they say that in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, <laughs> the calamity of small. Yeah, like a like imagine like this abnormally monstrous like god level dragon that to everyone else was a natural event, but it was just a dragon destroying a country that was based off of slaying dragons, and then no idea what I want to do with that. You know, <laughs> so like you have that crazy idea, but then I got to think about well, who are my players? Where am I going to start them at? I are I they adventurous? The hardest, I have the hardest time actually starting the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is by far the hardest. Yeah, so starting is your is your yes. thing. I mean, because I, I do like the idea because like there's different ways. Like you have a particular do you, you have a particular. Because Nick does a lot of like uh, like starting us off as guild members and, and things like that. I know that's your, that's usually your go to. You're either a guild member or you've already known each other for a little while. Or I, I like to start the group off together most times. It's just easier that way if everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. But every now and then I'll do the you walk into a bar deal or Mike. Yeah, I haven't done a tavern one yet a long time. It's been a long time. But uh, Mike did a version that I really liked, which is. Um, there's a really bad storm out and there's just like a cave and everybody as they're traveling and I'll roll initiative just to see who gets there first which I think you did as well yeah yeah, it is and and that actually worked out really well everybody shows up they're in a cave they don't know each other but they're sharing this cave to survive a storm and then you hear something weird coming from the back of the cave yeah 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 the yeah comes. yeah you sure yeah you, i remember yeah. You, you did that it I was um you, it was it was it was a ruin it was like the ruin of a keep and we still had say had like the roof it had some of the walls and water was like trickling down mm-hmm. but it, it turns out that the, the keep was built on top of uh burial grounds mm-hmm. yep so i remember they, you got to explore the call the, the the corn yep Yep. So what you're saying is, I make a place for them to take shelter from a blizzard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, I, it I, I, I guess does, that's what I will. Work. I guess that's what I'll do. And like, essentially, that is how you essentially start. I mean, we literally just did it. Yep. Right now, you know, do I know what's going to happen after that blizzard? Well, I can work on that for now. You know, I can work on that. You know. Yeah. I mean, it gets it gets the party together. Yeah. Work at least working together and yeah, and, with and, each other. and then maybe they find like you know, like like a like a vague 
clue or something. Yeah. That may not I mean, pay off really right at idea. that. There could be some clue to that ancient civilization in the yeah, yeah. dungeon that they're in. Yeah. And like, you know, and then that way you could do like, because some of them may be locals and some of them may be from another place and things like that. And then you can kind of work those in as you, as you go. I think it just looks much more, because I mean, to some people running a game is like the most intimidating thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, like, cause there's like, there's like the system barrier, like learning and knowing the system. Yes. And then there's like the story barrier, you know? And a lot of people get hung up on like one or the other, but I'm always like, you know, you gotta, you know, sometimes just, you gotta just kind of dive yeah. in and take I the mean, swim. Just, just, just run the game. That's, yeah. That's yeah. solid advice. Yeah. Just, Run, run it right it's, it's like i know that sounds really great i know that sounds like nah, you'll be fine just nah run the game yep. run the game and, and if you're running with people who already know the game and players you're comfortable with they'll i'd say that's probably the most important thing is getting players that you're comfortable with don't don't run a game with people that you're not comfortable that with you've never met before. before your first yeah. game i would no. say if you if you can help it if you can help it run run your first game with some people you know you know what I mean? Because they'll generally work with you as well. Yeah. When you're trying to work on something, they won't try to derail a game. They won't make something contrary to what your idea is. If you already know them, they're going to support you as yeah, you play like, and make it easier for you. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely throw Val out there on on my show, but yes. she's 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 writing her her game right, and like everyone's, no one's gonna make nothing too crazy. You know, we're not gonna. I'm I'm super hyped for it. You know, it's just gonna be her first game. No one's gonna run anything that's gonna break or derail what she's doing uh, you know yeah, man i better put away this barbarian fighter sorcerer wizard rope no. <laughs> well i mean like she expects you to multi-class that's not even a problem because you're keeping track of that not her <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah, i mean but um you know we're not gonna do anything contrary you know what i mean like because you know it's someone's first game and that's the difference when you're first starting with more experienced people like my first game none of us knew anything so it was more like all of us together figuring out yeah what <laughs> what was going on especially with a new system you gotta yeah i mean we started off with we started off with fourth edition so we didn't know what was happening oh yeah <laughs> like it was more like okay you I'm have sorry Aaron. you have <laughs> okay you have these at wills you can do a bunch of times okay 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 we were just like kind of figuring it out and then we had this random book that didn't match because from a different edition before i understood that the stuff was in different editions and it was laid out completely different but the handbook but the handbook had a character creator disc. Oh, right? yeah, I, I remember, remember that. that third third day, edition yeah. had wow. a character creator disc in the back of its players. Yeah, I mean, I still got it somewhere. That disc, I still got it. And I was like, okay, so I'll use the disc to make characters. But everything else was fourth. So everything was really weird. And we were like, what is going on? You know, enough stuff's not matching up. And it was uh, very interesting. I don't know. I, I started with Thacko. I mean, I, I really should all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah, everybody if out there remembers know, Thacko. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, like, because what was I doing? Because what helped us later was one of my friends found this Excel program that someone made, and it literally made fourth edition characters, which I still have it. And like you would, you could pick your race, your class, and then put your stats in. And it actually, someone took the time to program where you wouldn't let you pick things you couldn't have. Oh, okay. So you'd actually oh. pick your class and stuff, and you it all it's at wills everything. Someone literally did ought to like 
to the books, which made it super easier for us to make classes. Because then yeah. we could just level up the Excel sheet, and then it would have a blank spot where we're supposed to get something new. Gotcha. That's and then we would cool. just fill it in. So that was our like, that was our like saving grace for a long time. Like we didn't have that Excel, we would have been short. I honestly don't think I completely understand how to level up a 4E character without that sheet. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. We're laying it for years, but... Nope. I'm telling you, I leaned on that sheet so hard. Because then you could print it out. And every level, we were just printing out. Yeah, that's kind of like the... the, Because everybody uses the 5th edition character creator now. It's like... Yeah. If you didn't have it, it's like... What do we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also I'm just like you, like uh, which is also kind of like a trap too, because it's like, all right, you know, you have this ability. Where I don't see it, it's it's written there. You see where it says C book? <laughs> yes. Because you know a lot a lot of it just like it'll just say here's the name of it, and then it just says that's C. Actually, yeah, that's my favorite. C C players handbook, and I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, with us now, like we we I think we've gotten very comfortable. We know fifth pretty darn well now. Oh yeah. Like, we even know builds pretty darn well. Like, oh, shouldn't you be getting this and this at this level? Do I? Hmm. But that only comes with experience. And, and, yeah. and it will and it will come. Uh, I think silver, for the first time doing Silver Age was very difficult. I still don't understand Silver Age. <laughs> like, we've been doing it dozens and dozens of times. And every time I look at the making the character, I'm just like, I have no idea what happens. Yeah, that's an expansive uh, character maker right there. Yeah, that, but you know what, though? Like you get it built. I'm a, I'm a very much like when I when I when I approach those that kind of game or that kind of system. I I'm like Nick sees like I, for some reason I pin I prefer going pin and pad with it because it just gives me like this very like building block. Uh, I, mean, I feel like you I'm, have like 150 points, so it's like you need. Like double check my math with it sometimes, but then all of a sudden I'm like looking at the book like I'm gonna build you by hand. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be great for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. Like, especially depending on, because, like, you can really go extra complex with that system. And then the more complex you go, it kind of starts showing the limitations of the app. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, when I when I made digital, he was such a web of a character and with all the abilities and things branching off. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's pin and pad now. <laughs> I can't, I can't do this with, <laughs> with the app yeah, anymore. But, but the thing I like about silver age, uh, Sentinels, as far as storytelling is concerned, is like, well, once you go through the long process of making your character, um, uh, it gives you a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you don't have to, like by by the time you finish building your character, you know how to use your character. Yeah, I mean, like you have, especially because the more you put into the character, especially for storytelling purposes, the more you put into character creation, the easier it is to run it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you have so many options, and then once you actually play the game, you use two dice and you just tell a story. Yeah, I mean, like, and when you with a comic style game, it has a very there's a there's a different element of of storytelling because you kind of have a format like we all know comic stuff right yeah and if you haven't you've watched at least the marvel movies which also kind of already gives you a flow so like it's almost like there's an expectation of what to expect in a typical superhero game yeah you know there are minions there are 
bosses with power and then there's their big boss it has like a structure you know what i mean like it's a it's a very pyramid structure of the hero working their way up and then the next threat and then working their way up and then you know some of the heroes that just want to be villains we don't talk about that yeah heroes that want to be villains (laughs) what you (laughs) mean like in storytelling when 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 a when a character just goes off the rails yeah it's like Hmm. So what do you do in uh, how like how do you approach uh, a, a character going off the rails yeah. against the the grain of the story? I try to give consequences. <laughs> yes, very much. You know, give little hints before you just have to take them aside and say, "You look, you got to make a new character. You get in line, or your character yeah, no longer yeah. be a part of the like game. Like you can't, like you can't function in the story. I, I don't even." Give little hints. Yeah, I, 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 when an, if you're going to do something, especially in a superhero game where you're a a hero, when you're a hero, there's a hero. You don't do a hero. I mean, a yeah. hero. Um, it's called like, superhero game. You don't hero Yui. Like let's say in DC, it's usually taboo in most of the DC stories to kill unless you absolutely give them no other choice most times the rule is you don't kill you also don't i don't know hold up a jewelry store by gunpoint when you're a hero when you're a hero hero you know it it, it, it's the reverb and tell you what um i've just over the years i just go you know what i've already set the expectation i do it at the beginning Especially when you're trying to tell a, a, a complex story, or at least, or one that's going to be long, you know, hey, this is the expectation for how your character should re- should act in the world. You know, for instance, I'm running a Teen Titans game. The expectation is you're going to be teenagers. What? And, you and telling me you can't be, be billionaires? You can, <laughs> and that's the thing is you can to a degree. Now it's just it's just like oh, I'm going to make a 50 year old character. It's- Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Um, and the expectation is that you're a good person who is, at the very minimum, a hero. Even if you're a cat burglar. Cat burglars can do things for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and... I, I mean, like, uh, in the one if, in the one Teen Titan thing, my character was going to be a former Hive member. Yeah. yeah actually, he was a former Hive. Been cool. And that's good backstory. It's yeah. something I can use in the game. You know, but uh, if you're contrary... I, I tend to just punish it by your actions. If you yeah. are supposed to be a hero, but you do a fe- you commit a felony and then you get caught, you go to prison. Yeah. Unless I've got a story yeah. where I want to break you out of prison, or there's someone who wants to break you out of prison, which probably won't happen <laughs> until certain parts of the story, maybe. You know, I, the punishment is your character's in prison now. Make a new character. Yeah, and like, that's. That's yeah, the bottom I mean, because because a lot of times, especially when I, I run and when I run a game like like when we did our campaign, I'm usually very much like make who you want in this world. As long as they kind of fit in this world, you can make. Well, that's yes. one thing. Um, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just the games that I run. So going back to like expectations, because I usually tell people, hey, this is the expectations for the game. Yeah, and this is the goal, the kind of world it, it, yeah. it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is how adult themed it might be. This and and then people yeah, will, it, it seems, intentionally make characters that go contrary to the overall theme of the game. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I remember when I first tried to run the game that we're playing now, and I, uh, 
it was like for another group and i essentially gave them the same lowdown all right this is the setting this is the countries this is what's happening this is who you are they were like can we not be can we be you i'm like technically yes because the threat would threaten good and bad people like the threat of the torrent is so massive that hero it was one of those things where even if you are a villainous person you don't want these things to yeah. win well, i mean it destroys the world so right so like you i'm like well you know what yeah you can you can definitely be evil but there are certain things that may happen that you know may not be as beneficial for you as it would be for other people because you're genuinely evil but yeah you can be evil and so you know and, and i can work with that we can make a story out of that because when because um, when, when he was like all right i want to be an assassin from from a from a guild and i'm you know and there were uh he's like you know and i'm, I'm also looking i want to also be looking for the air but i want to look for the air to to assassinate them and i'm like you know, this could be really cool if we work it right, you know? Yeah. And I didn't know the, pl- I didn't know my table. Like, I was literally playing with this whole group the first time, but I'm more like, ooh, tension. Okay. So here's your, here's your plan. Here's your, here's your thing. Here's what you're told. But you're obviously working for someone who is, has much more darker machinations. Cause in the, in the original thing, there were going to be agents of the, the, the torn, like within this uh, society. Who were being like manipulated, like kind of puppeted. So then he would realize, oh, I'm working for the things that are trying to destroy everyone kind of deal. It was like mm-hmm. my well, idea. That would be the hope. <laughs> right. That, that would hope, that, that would be my hope. Um and as we went on, I literally revealed that this person is needed to save the world. And like the character just kept shanking people. And I'm like, no. I'm like you're 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 an assassin from a guild of assassins. You take contracts. You don't just backstab a dude because you don't like him. Like I, I considered you like a professional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're from a guild, you're a professional. Yeah, you would. Be, Even if you're a low level professional, and he just kept doing things. And, I mean, eventually it caught up to him. You know, like he he because uh, in my first iteration, um, I had psionics in it. Mm-hmm. And there were these like psionic judges who could um, who would read like so if you committed a crime they could go to a body and they could read what happened mm. from the lingering psionics that were left over. So he robbed the store, uh, which was fine. Uh, like cripply injured the storekeeper's daughter, who was Sarah. I was like, okay, that wasn't necessary. She was young. Uh, the the man heard came downstairs. He murdered him, set the building on fire, which would have killed the girl. Right. So buildings on fire. I make a random roll. Does anyone notice the fire? Okay, people notice the fire. Um, there's like a five percent chance this girl gets out. Roll roll the ninety five. Okay, so someone runs in, drags her out, but she's all messed up. So guess what? There's someone living. Guess we'll call the person who can read the psychic stuff left over. That sounds yep. like it sounds like all my games. Like you know what I mean? Over. Like it, I, I did not. I made it very clear that there were these kind of people, and they were essentially like dread judges, where they, if they had cause, they could do all of that right on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, judge, jury, and executioner, pretty much. Yeah. And like you would have thought that I had pulled it out of left field that he was wanted. 
and had people coming after him. So the party got ambushed. And so in the middle of the ambush, the judge is what I call I forgot the actual name for my psionic judges because it was yeah. just a weird idea that I liked. And I was like, he was just like, I only want him for the murder. And I named the guy. And then the. Yeah, here, take him. Yeah. Everybody was like, you did what? And he's like, uh, and they, they, and like, I was like, yeah. He's like, so what happens to my character now? I'm like, well, you make a new one. That's exactly. Yeah. Well, it can, because, uh, um, what? You can do it, Mike. Yes, yeah, I can. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because we had, we had, in one of my games, we had to have a part, the whole party flee the country because of an actions of a character. Because uh, in this particular city that they were in, it was completely legal to worship uh, Asmodeus. What a wonderful place. Yeah, well, um, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> full, full of roses and, yes, it was and lots sunshine. Of, and so uh, every, every night, they would, they would uh, these Asmodean clerks would leave the city and perform their dark rituals outside the city gates. Mm-hmm. They kind of like consecrate the city to Asmodeus. And so one of the party members, uh, he's like, you know, I, I want to follow them, see what they do. And so the rest of the party is like, well, we can't just let him go by himself. So we follow him. Right, we're just gonna watch. Yeah, what's the worst that could what's, happen? What's the worst that could happen? You know, so they're they're sitting there performing the ritual. It's not they're not doing any human sacrifices or anything. And uh, the one party member jumps out of the bushes. He like shoots an arrow and hits the high priest of Asmodeus. And of course, I mean, he's flanked by these two invisible demons, and this big scuffle breaks out. And so the the high priest, so the demon shuffles away the high priest back to the city, like I'll protect you, my bastard. While the one other demon harries the party, and so the high priest he he goes to the uh, baron of the city. And he's like, these random strangers just attacked us. We were doing our lawful. While we were doing our lawful ritual outside the gate. And so the the, uh, the party ends up going back to the tavern after defeating this demon, where they're, of course, met by the Baron's guards to, to arrest them. And uh, so the, the Baron decrees that they're going to get executed for breaking the law, attempted murder. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, you can't... Uh, I don't... Uh, uh. So it, it derailed the game because they they had to have there was this quest in this barony where they were at, and so they they escaped from the execution with giant wanted posters for uh, attack on the attack on the baron's guards, assault on the baron's life, murders of the high priest. I mean, this crimes list was just astronomically high, and so it was just like, well, you guys have to flee the country. Yep. So while you're telling your your story that you've crafted, that you've been so hyped to build, expect things not to go as smoothly as you like. And it's okay because you're not alone because it's happened to everyone, to all of us. Yes. And it will happen to you. Yes. And then one day you'll sit with other two other DMs with mics and you'll go. (laughs) Remember when this story got derailed? Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. This would happen when my story got derailed. We had to had yeah. to write a whole new story now because uh, you yeah, guys are I, in a completely different nation. Yeah, I, I, and, I've had uh, to, you know. And, and then when those things happen, criminals and uh, sometimes it's better like not to try to like force it right then. Like I've I've literally had a thing happen. I was like, well, that changes um everything. Yeah. We're gonna stop here for the night. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the lab and try to see uh, what I can cook up with the rest of these components. And and eventually, as a storyteller, you'll you'll learn how to do certain things on the fly. Like yeah, you know, yeah, and and it gets Some easier things. with time. But I'm gonna tell you right. But now, sometimes it breaks in a way where you yeah. gotta stop and take a look, take a pause. <laughs> but this the greatest unexpected. the greatest resource you have as a storyteller, in my opinion, is other storytellers. Or someone else that you can talk to about your game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't even have to be storytellers. Yeah, you don't have to even be storyteller, but just somebody that you can just bounce yeah. ideas. Off I find of. players have lots of really good ideas. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And sometimes I'll just, you know, my players will be trying to figure the thing out, and I'll be like, I'm using that in my game. That's what they do now. That's how that works. Not the way I had it work, but the way you just thought of it working. So this is I roll. You're absolutely right. This is exactly how it happens. Man, you figured it out. Good on you. It was not the way it worked, but I like the idea better. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, what yeah, I did. You can do that on the fly. With, uh, for, for Curse of Strahd, so Nick's character, Stout, has the, the problem with the dream pastries, which are made out of children, and he he ate them not knowing what they were made out of. I ate many of them. He ate a lot of them. And so, uh, there, there are the parties in this maelstrom where it uh, pulls out your deepest fears and so one of the other party members is like huh I wonder what Stout's deepest fear is you know what I bet it's eating more dream pastries <laughs> and I was like oh man that's way better let me just erase what I have on this card and write dream pastries <laughs> yep that's how it happens sometimes so don't feel too overwhelmed just get your, take your best whack at it have fun with it and uh, don't you be know, afraid to ask for help, right? Don't also do not be afraid to ask for help because that also helps out because it's help. All right, so uh, what do we have today, Mike? Uh, Major Dickinson's. Major Dickinson's. I, I believe that's what it was called. Yep. Uh, so, what about you, Nick? How you feeling? <sighs> Having just nearly polished mine off. I'm going to give it a 16. Okay, okay. Very nice. Very nice. Mike? Yeah, I actually think it is really good, too. It has a really robust after flavor, mm-hmm. which is what I like. And so I'm also going to give it a 16. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, I needed a cup of coffee this morning, and maybe that's the reason why this cup of coffee was particularly good to me. So yeah. I'm also going to give it a 16. There it is. 16s all around. Yes. That's a plus three to your stat. So that's a pretty good stat. Solid roll. Yep. Major Dickinson is And then proud. sometimes when you start a game and you have people roll stats, they roll 18, 18, 18, 16, 16, 16. Well, I literally just did that. Let me tell you a yep. story. I literally just did that. So I used, I used to make every Mike? monster by hand. Oh, no. And so uh, I accrued like this giant binder of just handmade monsters. So even like. If you were to encounter a tribe of goblins, each goblin had its own unique stats, equipment. That sounds like a lot of work. It is. It is is super much work. Okay, so I'm going to give a piece of advice. When you're starting, do not do what Mike just said. (laughs) Yes. Do not. Don't do that. Yeah. But, so Nick was rolling. I was like, 
man, this it's a lot of hard work. So Nick was helping me. And so he was rolling up these goblin stats. And he was just like 18, 18, 18, 18, 16, 18. And I was like, oh, okay, roll up the next goblin. 18, 18, 16, 14, 18. I was like, all right, how about this orc? 18, 18, 18, I rolled 18. <laughs> so many heroes that day. And so, so this, this one little orc encampment was just filled with all these paragons, <laughs> paragons of the tribe. That's great. Yeah, and the man. party's like, what is up with these orcs? I'm like, I guess these are just the paragons here. Well, <laughs> I want you guys to continue to listen to us, continue to like us, continue to follow us. Ah, we are on Discord now. We yes. are have a Discord, and there is a section for Coffee and Crits where we're going to try to do at least once a month where you guys can post questions, and then we'll do a whole episode just answering questions and talking awesome. about discussions. Fantastic. So that's how they want to do in the future. So continue to follow us, guys, and remember the quest never ends. Ever. Ever, ever. <laughs> ever, ever. 18, ever. 18, 16, 18, 18. <laughs> <laughs>